Star Workforce Studio. You know, I was gung-ho in the military. I loved it. But when I got out, I was just directionless. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. In their position at NASCO Cabinetry. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You got to look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. Now here is the host of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore. Welcome to episode 88 of the VR Workforce Studio podcast as we celebrate Veterans Day and National Apprenticeship Week. Also on today's show, we have two top workforce professionals, Kathy West Evans, the Director of Business Relations for CSA VR, who leads the National Employment Team, is with us to discuss their upcoming summit. And something I'm really excited about, good friend of mine, Marty Holliday, host of the Work Talk podcast, who is also the Executive Director at the New River Mount Rogers Workforce Investment Area, here to discuss disability employment. DARS, the Foundation, and the team here at VR Workforce join Americans at home and abroad to acknowledge and celebrate those who protect our freedoms and keep us safe, we offer thanks and appreciation to our brave and dedicated veterans and those in our vocational rehabilitation community who assist veterans on the career pathway following military service. You know, I was gung-ho in the military. I loved it. But when I got out, I was just directionless. I ended up just straying a file of the law. It was like jail sentences. My disability mainly is depression, mental health challenges, anxiety disorder, PTSD. Right after I finished the class at DARS, I was hired at Liberty University. I consider myself a general of the battlefield because I'm in charge of the retail side of our business. I feel honored because it's been a lot of hard work. Job readiness classes, small skills classes, getting work experience and training and things, seeing how people make an honest living instead of trying to hustle and scrape up something. I just wanted to come home and do the right thing and take care of my family and be a productive citizen, which I knew I could be. I'm Kathy Hayfield, Commissioner of the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services. Join us as we celebrate the impact of disability inclusion on our workplaces and our communities. Learn more at VADRS.org. In our Big Inspiration Showcase, we welcome George Dennehy, recently featured in the VR National Anthem Lead On, which is getting a lot of attention these days with the 100th anniversary of VR, the 30th anniversary of ADA, and just last month, the 75th anniversary of National Disability Employment. George is so much more than a singer and guitarist, and VR has helped him shape what is now a great career. We're so delighted you could join us today. Over the past few years, your career has skyrocketed uh, as you share your own story of vocational rehabilitation. Yeah, for, for the for the last eight or so years, I've been uh, just traveling full time, doing doing music and, and giving keynote speeches at 
uh, all over the country and, and, and all over the world as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been amazing just to uh, just share my story, share my experience, just share what it was like to deal with the challenges I've had to deal with, and, and then and then uh, overcoming those challenges, and then kind of living with this mindset of anything's possible. Living with this mindset of I have dreams, I have hopes uh, that I will achieve uh, despite my challenges. You know, and and in a lot of cases, even because of my own challenges, I can achieve the dreams that I want to achieve. And uh, it's, it's been a fun ride and, and really just so rewarding uh, emotionally just to, to be able to share that with all kinds of people all over the world. Having accomplished so much in your own life, what did it mean to you to have this key role in performing Lead On VR, especially considering the message you're delivering? It was such an honor to to just perform the song because a it's, it's just a beautiful song it's, it's beautifully written beautifully orchestrated it's just a great song and 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 b number two uh the song is so empowering and and it's such an encouragement uh to just people all over the place and, and people with different challenges it's so encouraging uh for me uh as somebody with my own challenges that uh you know there's there's so much possibility and there's so much uh, to be done that, that that we might not even realize sometimes. Now, I want to point out that the guitar people hear and see on that music video, it's actually you performing. No gimmicks, no studio tricks. And people regard you as a great guitarist in your own right. Now, aside from that, many are fascinated with the fact that you play the guitar with your feet. What do you want people to know most about your performance in lead on VR and to know about you as a guitar player. I wanted it to sound, to sound good. And I wanted, you know, me playing the guitar to sound good. You know, and that's kind of what, what I always tell myself is, you know, before anybody sees that I'm playing with my feet or they're amazed by that, I, I just want them to be able to say me playing with my feet aside. Does it sound good? Like, does it does it sound like, like good music <laughs> and good guitar playing? Absolutely. I mean, that's the part of the joy of this song. If you didn't see the video, you'd just Ooh. sound like a good guitar player. George, the video, sheet music, a soundtrack, all available at vrworkforcestudio.com for people who'd like to feature the video or their local talent performing the song. You are becoming widely known in our VR community because of the video and your story. For those who'd like to follow you, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to get in touch with me or just to keep up with, with what I'm what I'm doing or or anything, yeah, I have a website and, and YouTube page, and, and, and I'm pretty much on every social media platform. <laughs> just is. type it in. You'll get George. Yeah, you, you just type in, you just type in uh, that armless guy. George, you are that amazing armless guy. It's been such a pleasure to have you here on this uh, CSAVR showcase interview. Best to you and your uh, family as you continue performing and inspiring others all across the country. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, well, th- thank you, Rick, for, for having me on the show and, and just, uh, you know, learning to drive at VR, with VR and learning to, you know, overcome that challenge. And, and yeah, VR holds a really special place in my, in my heart. And I'm, I'm just excited to, to be able to talk more about this song and to, to keep growing with you guys.
time for our National Apprenticeship Week Spotlight. 2020 marks the sixth annual National Apprenticeship Week, November 8th through 14th. National Apprenticeship Week is a national celebration. It gives businesses, communities, and educators the opportunity to highlight their apprenticeship programs and apprentices. as They demonstrate the value apprenticeship programs offer business, career seekers, and the community. Every employer out there is grasping for the same handful of candidates. We can model the apprenticeship program to meet our needs at Comsonics. Electronics technician at Comsonics. I work on line equipment, line extenders, power supplies, radar guns. Federal contractors are looking for people with disabilities. We're looking for abilities and we're looking for talents. Going through vocational rehab and going into Comsonics was an incredible journey of becoming independent. They are career ready. They're they're ready to come into the workplace and work. So this has been a phenomenal opportunity. Well, it's time for our CSAVR showcase interview with the Director of Business Relations for CSAVR, Kathy West Evans, leads the National Employment Team, joins us now to discuss the NET's upcoming virtual summit. Welcome to the podcast, Kathy. Thank you, Rick. I always appreciate having time with you. Yeah, Congratulations uh, to you and the NET team on the array of accomplishments in 2020, which seem to really bring life to Vision 2020. You must be thrilled. The National Employment Team is an incredible team of people. And in all of the challenges that we faced in 2020, they are so creative. We've shifted to working in a new platform, working with our business customers, preparing people for careers and really making those connections. Uh, We've shifted training to a virtual platform. And in the midst of all of the challenges, we're seeing some great results. Isn't it amazing to see the innovative strategies that have emerged during this crazy time? Absolutely. You know the saying, with every challenge comes an opportunity. With platforms like the Talent Acquisition Portal, We've shifted quickly there. A lot of businesses are reaching out because it is the only fully accessible platform. We've taken some great ideas from our teams in the field and we're doing reverse career fairs. We've got businesses joining us for conversations about the future of business. And it's just great to see that. We've also done virtual windmills, train the trainer sessions and have uh, filled two of those and are looking at a third one early next year. So again, it's a creative team of people. That's what VR is all about. Absolutely. National Disability Employment Awareness Month seems to be the perfect backdrop to recognize the substantial impact of the net in connecting VR to the business community. Absolutely. And we've got several business partners that we're joining uh, to be part of their platform. So I think, you know, in the shift of everything that's happening nationally with the discussion on diversity, it's so exciting to see companies really understanding the intersectionality between diversity and disability and really including disability in the discussions with race, gender, uh, sexual orientation, et cetera. And really, you know, coming to full understanding that this is a diversity group that any one of us could join at any time. And how do we really support each other. So it's exciting to see that dialogue and to see the outcomes. Of course, we continue strong partnerships with companies like CVS, who you'll see here at the conference, um, and United Health Group. And I could go on and on rethinking the way they do business and the way that we do business with them. And what's exciting to, to see that 
they're part of the solution with us, exactly how we envisioned a dual customer strategy. Yeah. And the NET has an upcoming virtual summit. What's in store this year? After experiencing so many virtual platforms, um, we're excited to be working with the uh, Yes LMS group and really thinking about how we make this a productive dialogue. So we're bringing our team together from around the country and some of our key partners at the national level to have some dialogue around hot topics. And right now we're really focusing on defining what those topics are. So is it, how do we work, how do we shift to a virtual work from home platform? How do we approach businesses differently? Um, having business join us to talk about their challenges of the future and really, again, learning from one another. So it'll be exciting to see that dialogue and to use that feedback from our customers as we continue to move forward and look past 2020. As the net continues to get all this national publicity, which has been substantial recently. Uh, It's been exciting for me to see the growth on social media and the outreach on Twitter and Facebook and all the platforms as you engage the business community. We've got great people working on our side to really put together those stories and share information out across our platform and then our team sharing that at their at the state and local level. So it is exciting to see that. I agree, Rick. And, you know, again, that message is focused on talent. It's exciting to see, again, people recognizing the talent pool. Thank you for being on the show today, Kathy. Hey, thanks, Rick. CSAVR Showcase Interviews are brought to you in part by VR Workforce Studio and the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. For more information, visit them at wwrcf.org. CSAVR and Vision 2020, today, tomorrow, and together. Well, you're in for a real treat with our next guest as our studio unfolds to podcast royalty with Marty Holiday. Just a few short years ago, Marty was in the audience at one of our live podcasts and connected with another great partner of ours, Doug Foresta, and the magic ensued with the startup of a great workforce podcast called the Work Talk Podcast, which you can find uh, anywhere just with a quick Google search. Marty Holiday, the host of Work Talk, is also the executive director of the New River Mount Rogers Workforce Development Area. Great to have you on the podcast, Marty. Well, thank you so much for having me and asking me to come up and talk to you today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. We've talked about this for a while. We have. I was a guest on uh, Work Talk last year and certainly enjoyed talking with you and a lot of the other partners uh, from uh, the uh, New River Mount Rogers area. Uh, Let's get started with uh, CPID, which we've talked about at length on this podcast, is winding down. And you've done some amazing work through CPID with vocational rehabilitation. We were able to partner um, with the Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, both on the, uh, I believe, round four of the uh, Disability Employment Initiative and then on the CPID project. And on both of those projects, we learned a lot. You know, quite frequently, you know, honestly, as uh, Title I providers, it was our habit to uh, anybody with a disability, um, wait a minute, let me call up the VR rep. Um, what we've learned is, number one, individuals with disabilities are, quite frankly, just individuals. Um, and what is it that they need in order to 
get employment and gainful employment. Um, so with CPID, it was heavily focused on developing those career pathways. And we've been able to take that and really um, dissect that down uh, and have developed in our region uh, three very well mapped out career pathways in manufacturing, healthcare, and information technology. Now, information technology is, of course, um, an industry that is stands on its own, but it also is in almost every other industry. And wh- how we're able to use that information now is we can see where entry-level positions are. We can see how an individual can move from one um, occupation into the next higher occupation and the skill sets they're going to need to have and or certifications they're going to need to have in order to move either A, up the ladder, or B, across uh, in a particular industry so that now we can just focus on um, what someone is capable of doing. You wipe out all your other uh, thought processes because it's really here's where you are now, and if you want to be here, here's what you need to be able to do. So you are always just focusing on the ability side. Um, and so it's a certification. It's this particular skill set. You eliminate all the other noise around what you think someone can or cannot do. Uh, and individuals can actually see that for themselves. And we've even had companies, because we used companies to help us vet the information. Here's what we've dissected out of what we've learned through a variety of avenues. Is this right? So after a couple of companies assisted with um, helping us develop these pretty detailed career pathways, um, they became so interested that they've asked our team to come in and do that for their internal company so that they themselves could see how someone could move from one occupation to the next. And again, then you're always just focusing on the requirement of that occupation. Um, And if you understand the requirements of an occupation, you can also be able to identify where accommodation can actually happen should an individual need accommodation. Uh, But one of the things we've also learned is uh, frequently when we've come into this arena and thought about an individual with a disability, um, we're often picturing in our head those things that can be seen uh, and can be identified because I'm, I'm looking at a person or I'm hearing them talk. But what we've learned is for many people, their disability is well hidden. And um, so again, you eliminate all of that noise. And so we're doing a little bit better job just because we've taken the things that we've learned in those projects and and widening them out a little bit. And uh, we continue to use the team members that were in those projects to inform and to create partnerships throughout the region uh, to serve all individuals with barriers. And that's kind of where we've moved to is um, if we say that our task is to serve individuals with barriers to employment, it really doesn't matter what their barrier is. Um, 
Because frankly, if they don't have any barrier to employment, they don't need to come into the system. They're able to do what they need to do without us for the most part. So we are always serving individuals with barriers. And if you just use that as your terminology, then it never matters what the barrier is. And I think that at the end of the day, we're serving individuals with barriers, whatever they are, better than we've ever done. We have a long way to go because we're still having to learn to get past the things that we perceive rather than known. And some of it's just our own uh, fear that we're going to not be suitable to meet the needs of the individual we're trying to serve. But I think we're beginning to get past that now. It's kind of an exciting time for us. What an exceptional uh, perspective on the disability conversation. Uh, I'm fascinated with uh, your use of the terminology sort of removing the white noise from the conversation and really drilling into, can the person do the job? Because we hear employers and business owners and industry reps uh, say that to us all the time. We, We really... We really don't care about the disability. We want to know if the person can do the job. Uh, Do you have a favorite story uh, that comes to mind that would illustrate that point? Sure. So we had uh, one of our providers was working with uh, an older youth. Uh, So the young man, I believe, was in his early 20s. And again, when we talk about disabilities that can't technically be seen, he was somewhere along the autism spectrum. And um, so his social skills were what you would expect. Uh, Although truthfully, if you were just sitting one-on-one with this individual, you wouldn't necessarily pick up on it. It wasn't until he got into larger crowds. And uh, we had a company, uh, a manufacturing firm that had a position Um, This young man was quite intelligent, was a fast learner, uh, had exceptional um, communication skills that were beyond talking necessarily, communication of a conversation, but he had great reading skills and and whatever he read, he could retain. Matter of fact, I would say he was probably pretty close to having uh, a memory that once he read something, he could probably regurgitate to you back just exactly like it was written uh, and had some pretty phenomenal math skills. So they had a quality position in their company that they struggled with. And uh, the provider, the service provider went to them and said, well, you know, would you take this individual on and we'll do a uh, work experience? So the company got to, for all practical purposes, test drive uh, this young man without any cost to themselves. And we did it as work experience because we just felt he could use the work experience. You know, we were hopeful that maybe a job would show up at the end, but no matter, he would gain skills that he needed. And they loved him. Loved him. He is still there. It's a couple of years down the road. Hard to fill position. And they found a great employee, and he now has family sustaining wages. And he, right. And he was able to fit into that. He wasn't on the main floor, he was in quality control. So it was a good place for him for his um, own quote unquote disability. Uh, But really, what it was was, you know, we all have work environments that we don't perform well in. And I don't care who you are. Um, it We all have those. So it's just a matter of finding the right fit for all of the people we serve. And I think once we get past the point of looking at what somebody can't do and focusing on the things they can do and where is that good fit, 
we will serve all of our job seekers with barriers to employment so much better. Yeah, I've started using the phrase, a person who happens to have a disability. Yes, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, Marty Holliday is the host of the uh, Work Talk podcast, exceptional leader in workforce development, heads up the New River Mount Rogers Workforce Development Board. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It was great being with you again. Debbie Hopkins. Shenandoah Valley Workforce Development Board, a key partner of the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, with a National Apprenticeship Week update. We've been very successful in Virginia. There are apprentices in electricians, mechanics, manufacturing, education, bus drivers, just about any profession that you can think of. We have Hershey, who is a wonderful example of an apprenticeship sponsor who has numerous occupations. Comsonic, Thermo Fisher Scientific, Slough Brothers, uh, Cargill, uh, Design Electric. You can look at the Virginia Department of Labor registered apprenticeship site, and all of the occupations are listed there as well. Well, it's time for our National Clearinghouse Update with Sherry Takamoto. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Hi, Rick. Well, you know, the U.S. Department of Labor announced the sixth annual National Apprenticeship Week. That's November 8th through the 14th. And I'll bet you've got some cool resources for us in the clearinghouse about apprentices. I have a whole spew of resources, um, but I've put them in a handout called Resources from the NCRTM on Apprenticeships. There are free webinars, toolkits, and other resources on the topic. And I'd like to also share one of my favorite of those resources, which is a website on apprenticeships and customized training from WinTech. And it just has all kinds of nice videos and information and start things to start on this topic. And if you're new to the show and you've not checked out the Clearinghouse, it is a go-to for anyone in our VR community. We celebrate the great work that's going on out at the Clearinghouse. Sherry, what did you think of our tribute to veterans? Absolutely. Veterans um, all all deserve all the tribute that we can give. And um, saluting our veterans with disabilities, we have Workforce GPS links to all kinds of resources and where to get started. And and for those who don't know about about services for veterans in the VR program, um, they have links to that. Also, on December 17th, um, Project E3 will have a webinar called Serving Veterans with Mental Health Issues, and that will be from a veteran's perspective, and it features how system collaborators and community partners apply a veteran's transferable skills to employment opportunities. They also offer CRC credit. We always appreciate your report, Sherry. Sherry Takamoto directs our National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials. See you next month, Sherry. Okay, see you then. Here's Lynn Harris, Director of the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The Foundation is so pleased to bring you these exciting stories of how vocational rehabilitation is changing people's lives by helping them gain the skills and credentials they need to be successful in business and industry. We thank all of our partners in podcasting who made this episode possible. Able Now, 
Bradford Staffing, the Council of State Administrators of Vocational Rehabilitation, the Community Foundation of the Central Blue Ridge, CVS Health, the Hershey Company, and United Bank. You can find out more by visiting us at wwrcf.org or find our contact information in the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. You can always find another exciting episode as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation here at the VR Workforce Studio. Until next time, I'm Rick Sizemore. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The foundation publishes and distributes the VR Workforce Studio and manages all sponsor arrangements. Audio content for the podcast is provided to the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.